Good morning, brothers and sisters. I would like to speak to you today about the five first Saturdays devotion. Some of you, maybe even many of you, have heard of this before, but I think it's important that I, I preach on it today because starting this coming Saturday, we're going to begin this devotion here at St. Dorothy's, at least officially as a parish. So this devotion technically began quite a while back, hundreds of years ago, with Saturdays being recognized as days in which we can honor Our Lady in a special way. And so Catholics began to say special prayers on Saturdays in her honor. But in 1917, when Our Lady appeared to the three children in Fatima, she gave them this instruction that in subsequent years, she would tell them about a special devotion through which she would be able to give even more graces to the world. And later on, while Lucia was a postulant in her religious community, actually the, the Sisters of St. Dorothy, which is kind of neat, um, Our Lady appeared to her and gave her this devotion. And through Sister Lucia, it began to spread over the last hundred years throughout the church. So I'll read to you just a little bit of that initial miraculous moment in which our Lord and Our Lady appeared to the young sister Lucia. So Jesus spoke to her first and he said, have compassion on the heart of your most holy mother covered with thorns which ungrateful men place therein at every moment. While there is no one who does an act of reparation to withdraw them from her. So those are Jesus' words to Lucia. And then Our Lady addresses Lucia and says, Behold my daughter, my heart encircled with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. Give me consolation, you at least, and make known on my behalf that I promise to assist at the hour of death with the grace necessary for salvation all who on the first Saturday of five consecutive months confess their sins, receive Holy Communion, recite five decades of the rosary, and keep me company for 15 minutes meditating on the mysteries of the rosary with the purpose of making reparation to my immaculate heart. Ever since then, the devotion has spread fairly rapidly throughout the church up until the present day, and popes themselves have reiterated, encouraged, and even clarified various teachings on this particular devotion. So Our Lady is asking that on five consecutive first Saturdays, you go to confession, you receive Holy Communion, you pray the rosary, you meditate for 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary, and you do all of this with the intention of consoling her immaculate heart, which is suffering because of blasphemies and ingratitude. Now, we're going to begin this devotion here at St. Dorothy starting on the first Saturday of the month, next Saturday. So after the morning mass, for everyone who can attend, we will pray the rosary, and then we will spend 15 minutes in meditation on the mysteries of the rosary. Just to give you a heads up, we're going to do 
a version of the rosary called the French Dominican style. I learned it a few years ago. I really love it. It's obviously the same rosary. It's just slightly altered for the sake of medication. Well, spiritually speaking, yes, but meditation, it's a little different. Some of you know it, but I'll teach it to you. The nice thing about it, it's a little shorter than the, the regular rosary that we pray on Thursday night, so that'll be nice. So we'll begin this devotion, and again, we're just going to continue it, God willing, throughout the year. The requirement that you have, of course, is you don't have to attend our session on the first Saturdays. You can do these prayers and these things on your own. We're just going to offer it as a community for anyone who is able and willing. So you don't have to come to St. Dorothy's and pray the rosary with us and do the 15 minutes of meditation. Again, I'm just going to offer that to make it easier for those of you who would like to. There are always a couple of questions that come up in regards to this devotion, and so there have been various clarifications over the years. Some of them our Lord himself has clarified to Sister Lucia, and then she has given them over to the church. Some were clarified from the first bishop when the apparitions took place in Fatima in 1917. So the first thing that a lot of people ask is, well, is the 15 minutes of meditation on the rosary the same as the rosary? So was Our Lady simply saying, pray the rosary and meditate for 15 minutes on the mysteries while doing it? The, the absolute clear teaching is no. Those are two different things. So you pray the rosary, and then you spend 15 other minutes meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. You can meditate on several mysteries, on one mystery, but in the end you have to spend 15 minutes. It has also been clarified because people said, well, can I just pray another rosary for the sake of that 15-minute meditation? And you can, because then you'll be meditating for the rosary for another 15 minutes. But that means on first Saturdays, you'll have to pray two rosaries if that's your intention. Is that clear? Okay. Another issue that came up was people struggled being able to get to confession on that first Saturday. You know, life is chaotic and sometimes things come up. And so you can't always get to confession on that first Saturday. So Jesus himself clarified this to Sister Lucia. He said, it's okay if you can't get to confession on that first Saturday, you can go to confession eight days before first Saturday or eight days after. So within eight days, or 16, but within eight days on either side, as long as you get to confession, that counts for the first Saturday devotional. However, the Pope's granted you an extra week beyond that. So you actually have now two weeks before or two weeks after. So it's very liberal in regards to getting that devotional confession in. Obviously, if you're going to receive communion on that day, you need to do it in the state of grace. So you may have to go to confession before, but if you're in the state of grace and receive communion on first Saturday, then you can just go to confession within two weeks after. Some people are concerned if Jesus said to Lucia, you know, only eight days before or after, how can the popes change that? Because they're the pope, right? Jesus gave them the power to bind and to loose in his name. So if they decide, yes, that's generous, Jesus, but we're going to add a couple of extra days, our Lord accepts it. So the popes officially declare, and therefore Jesus is like, okay, fine, two weeks now. So don't worry, everything's okay. Two weeks do count. Um, uh, the next issue that people sometimes struggle with is trying to get to Mass on first Saturdays to receive communion. Now, I, some of you I, I've shared this with before. 
So my father, I mean, when I was still growing up, was working hard to try to make these five first Saturdays. But it's not easy because they have to be consecutive. That means if you get four down and you miss the next, you can't just make it up the next month. You have to start all over again. Is that clear? Okay. So my dad really wanted to, to do this devotion not only to console the heart of Mary, but to also get the grace of final perseverance, meaning that at the end of his life, Our Lady assures him of all the graces necessary for salvation. That's basically like an infallible blessing. You absolutely 100% get it if you complete these five consecutive first Saturdays. So obviously my dad really wanted this. So he, he really worked hard to try to make the five consecutive first Saturdays, but he kept having problems. So he'd get four in, and then there'd be an emergency at the hospital. You know, he's a doctor. And so he'd, he'd miss mass, and he couldn't receive communion that day. And so he'd have to start it all over again. It took him basically a year and a half to two years to finally do it. And he kept trying month after month after month, but there was always, like, a medical emergency or a family emergency, or he'd be really sick and in bed. There was always something that prevented him from getting that fifth consecutive first Saturday in. And I think this is beautiful for two reasons. One, it shows how much Satan hates this devotion, right? He's going to work really hard to not let you complete it. First and foremost, because he hates the Blessed Mother. The only one he hates more than her is our Lord. He doesn't want you to console her heart. He doesn't want you to remove those thorns that men place there out of ingratitude and blasphemy. Secondly, he doesn't want you to have the grace of final perseverance, and she assures you of this if you complete the devotion. The church has ratified this. The popes have said, yes, you do this devotion, that grace is given. So it's basically an absolute 100% ticket into heaven. I mean, we, we trust in Jesus and in the sacraments, but, you know, we always have a little concern for our own salvation, that we would be repentant enough in order to always turn back to the Lord after sin, especially on our deathbed. This assures you of that grace. It assures you of that grace. So again, Satan hates it. He hates that it consoles Mary. He also hates that we receive that special grace. Basically, we're totally snatched out of his hand. So he's going to fight you on it. He's not going to make it easy for you. So eventually my dad did get it, you know, thanks be to God. However, there is a misconception at times when people consider this devotion, they think that you have to go to Mass in order to fulfill this devotion. That's not what Our Lady said. Our Lady said you have to receive communion. She didn't say you had to go to Mass. Now you could say, well, Father Miller, don't you have to go to Mass to receive communion? Guess what? You don't. So if you have a good reason why you can't get to Mass that day, and you come here to St. Dorothy's, and I'm here, and you say, Father Miller, I'm in the state of grace, and I'd like to receive Holy Communion, but I couldn't get to Mass today. Could I receive Holy Communion for my devotion? And I'd be like, absolutely. Come up to the communion rail, kneel down and pray, and I will get the Blessed Sacrament and give you Holy Communion. So, I didn't make that up. The church did. So, you can, you can do that. That will make it easier if, again, you're really struggling. Now, my dad couldn't always get to a Saturday morning Mass because the church we grew up at didn't always offer one. So what he used to do was go to Saturday evening Mass and then come back Sunday morning with the family. So he was 
really trying to get this devotion in. You don't have to do that, but again, ideally, if you can get to Mass, that would be beautiful. If not, just find me somehow, and we'll get you Holy Communion. Is that clear? Okay. So you don't have to get to Mass, but you do have to receive Communion. So confession, two weeks before or after, Communion, within the 24-hour period of first Saturday, I'm not going to get up at 2 in the morning to give you Holy Communion. So please be reasonable. So communion, the rosary on that first Saturday, 15 minutes of meditation on that first Saturday on the mysteries of the rosary. You can either do it on one mystery or several. And then the last and the most important is the intention for which you do all of these things. So again, the intention is to console the heart of Mary. That has to be the intention. Now, in fulfilling this devotion, there are, you know, these wonderful gifts that we receive from Our Lady, not only giving her consolation, but also our own surety of salvation. So it's a wonderful grace that we receive. I recommend everyone strive to do this. Even if it takes you years, don't give up. But there are other promises that are granted for this devotion. There are other promises that are granted for this devotion. The first, of course, is the salvation of your own soul. We spoke about that already. But this also provides grace for the salvation of other people's souls. So when you console the heart of the Blessed Mother by this devotion and you remove thorns from her heart, you're actually helping God forgive the people who put those thorns there. It might not have been you, right? You might not have been the one to offend her, but somebody else was. And so when you help through your sacrifice remove those thorns, then it's easier for our Lord to forgive the ones who put those thorns there. So your own salvation is assured and you help to bring about the salvation of others. But there's also one final gift that comes through this devotion. And Sister Lucia herself taught us this. So in 1939, this is what she said. Whether the world has war or peace depends on the practice of this devotion, along with the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. This is why I desire its propagation so ardently, especially because this is also the will of our dear mother in heaven. So Sister Lucia said that peace in the world is dependent upon this devotion. Dependent upon this devotion. And of course the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which Pope Francis and the bishops of the world just recently did, which is wonderful. So we clearly see war going on throughout the world. There always is some war somewhere, but now this more significant war in Russia and Ukraine, and many properly, I, I believe, you know, speculate that this is just the onset of further war, even possibly world war. If we want peace, this devotion is essential. That's what Sister Lucia says, because that's what the Blessed Mother told her. So consider for a moment how serious are you, not only about the salvation of your own soul, but about peace in the world. Many of us can think, well, if I go out marching and picketing, 
the war. If I wear a little Ukraine flag pin, that, that will show Putin or whatever. Spending more on gasoline will show Putin and stop. Yeah, it's all ridiculous. No. The only thing that can stop war in the world is the Lord. And the only way he will stop it is by consoling the heart of his mother. Now, why would this devotion and consoling the heart of Mary be so essential for peace in the world? Our Lord is willing to take many offenses. There are people who, who say bad things about Jesus, who make fun of him, who reject him, whatever it is. And Jesus, because he is the merciful one, is willing to suffer these things patiently for the sake of the salvation of someone's soul. But when you offend his mother, that's where he draws the line. When you offend his mother, there, there is no patience. The only one who can hold back the punishing hand of Christ when Mary is offended is Mary. She's the only one. There have been many stories throughout history in which Our Lady pleading to her son for mercy at somebody who was blaspheming her. And she's able to hold back his wrath a few times, one, two, maybe three times, but after that, Jesus says, I'm sorry, Mom, no more. And then he'll smite someone, literally. It's like the Old Testament God, but it's Jesus, you know? It's all the same God, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Just consider any human, any mere human who loves his mother. He'll take a lot of abuse if he's a patient guy. But you start talking smack about his mom, I'm sorry, you've, you've crossed a line there. You think that is less true about our Lord? If we want peace in the world, we need to work in fulfilling this devotion. And even if I can't make the five first Saturdays every time, like I'm struggling to do it like my own father, every time you do the devotion on a first Saturday, you console her heart. So you're still fulfilling many of the promises. One question that people have often asked is, why five first Saturdays, right? Why didn't our Lord and Our Lady say four or three or ten, right? What is it about five? Jesus told Sister Lucia the reason for this. He said to her that there are five offenses and blasphemies against Our Lady. There are five particular offenses and blasphemies against Our Lady, and so the five devotionals are for the sake of consoling the heart against all of these types of blasphemies. So what are these blasphemies? They are against her immaculate conception. So people who say or do things, uh, rejecting or condemning or making fun of the immaculate conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that she was conceived without sin. They're also against her perpetual virginity. Not only, obviously, was she a virgin when she conceived Jesus, she was a virgin when she gave birth to him, and she was a virgin for the rest of her life on earth. There are many Christians, sadly, who don't even believe that. They believe she was a virgin before the conception, but not after. This is an offense to God on her behalf. There are also blasphemies against her divine and spiritual maternity. Of course, we know that Mary is the mother of God. Since she gave birth to the body of Christ, she conceived and gave birth to this body, and this body belongs to the person, Jesus Christ, and that person is divine, 
then Mary gave birth to a divine person. It's simple logic. People struggle with this, but simple logic. That's why she's the mother of God. So people who reject or profane this fact offends her immaculate heart. That's three. There are also four blasphemies involving the rejection and dishonoring of her images. The rejection and dishonoring of her images. And lastly, and this one struck me, blasphemies against the neglect of implanting in the hearts of children a knowledge and love of this Immaculate Mother. Our Lord expects, at the very least, every single Christian to instill in their children a love of Jesus Christ and a love of his Holy Mother. That is his expectation. And yet, sadly, so many Christians throughout the world do not do this. They do not teach their children to love Our Lady. And that is the fifth offense against her heart. So it is these five things that we are fighting against. It is these five ways in which we are trying to console the heart of our Holy Mother. So starting this Saturday, and by the grace of God, continuing every first Saturday, as we say in the, in the South, God willing, in the creek don't rise, or COVID 2.0 doesn't hit. We'll do it anyway. We'll still come and meet. They can put us in jail. I'm not worried about it. We're going to start this devotion. Again, if you can't come to St. Dorothy's and do it, pray the rosary on, on your own at home, do those 15 minutes of meditation, get to confession two weeks before or after, or of course on the day if you can, and receive communion that day, all for the intention of consoling the heart of Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.